I have two texts this morning. One is Exodus 12, 14, and the other John 4, 38. May we bow together in prayer. Our Father, we thank Thee for what we have thought through and experienced and relived today, the precious memories that flood our hearts, the gratitude to God for this great nation, and the tears that have come within as we have remembered. We pray that today there will be some changes in our lives as we let the Lord have His way within us. May the Holy Spirit do His work of conviction and draw us close to your heart. Holy Spirit, those within the sound of our voice today who do not know the Lord Jesus, may they come to Christ. We pray in His name. Amen. In Exodus chapter 12, verse 14, And this shall be a day unto you for a memorial. And in John chapter 4, verse 38, I sent you to reap that on which ye bestowed no labor. Other men labored, and ye are entered into their labor. Today is Memorial Day, Memorial Day weekend. Memorial Day originated in the southern states and was copied scatteringly across the states of America on different dates, sometimes in the northern states. It was observed as an occasion for decorating the graves of soldiers killed in the Civil War. On May the 5th, 1868, General John A. Logan, then Commander-in-Chief of the General Grand Army of the Republic, issued an order appointing May 30th of that year for Grand Army services in decorating the graves, choosing that day as being the date of the discharge of the last Union volunteer of the Civil War. Four words come to my mind as we reflect today on the investments others have made in our lives. Jesus, in speaking to his disciples at the well of Samaria, after the Samaritan woman had been converted and gone to the city of Sychar to bring those with whom she had sinned, saying to them, Come see a man that told me all things that ever I did. Is not this the Messiah? The disciples came back, and Jesus said to them, I sent you to reap that on which ye bestowed no labor. Other men labored, and ye are entered into their labor. As I think of that, I think of the people who have gone before us, some whom we have remembered today, others whose names are known only to God, other events in the history of our America and our world 
events that have long since been forgotten but have been milestones along the way. I think of those who have made investments in our lives, the armies, the navies, the marines, the air force, the presidents, the martyrs, the loved ones of the past, the Christians of this church, the host of loved ones in the glory. I think of these four words, remember, recall, receive, redeem. Roy L. Smith said, no man has ever been independent. Every man has leaned upon the past. Every liberty we enjoy has been bought at the cost of a martyr's blood. Every achievement of the race has been made at the cost of incredible toil. There is not a privilege nor an opportunity that modern society grants to us that is not the product of other men's labors. We drink every day from wells we have not dug. We warm by fires we have not kindled. We live by liberties we have not won. We are protected by institutions we have not set up. Our churches are built upon the rocks that have been put in place by martyrs of the ages past. Our government rests upon the foundation cemented in place by the blood of soldiers who tracked their way barefoot through icy battlefields or on burning sands. Our courts are reared upon the bodies of those who died for freedom. No man liveth unto himself. All the past has invested in him. Remember what they did. Stephen dying for his faith. Saul of Tarsus hearing that testimony, I see Jesus going to Damascus all the way that rang over and over in his mind until 10 miles outside that ancient city of Damascus. Saul said, Lord, what will you have me to do? The Appian Way, where Paul was beheaded for his faith shortly after he said, I have kept the faith, I have finished the course. I went into the Roman Colosseum in Rome. I saw that sports arena and I visualized the packed days in years gone by when the Roman emperors would bring into that arena Christians whom he would accuse of various crimes falsely and then would allow the wild beasts to come and kill the Christians and eat them. The Inquisitions, Martin Luther daring to say, here I stand, God being my helper, I can do nothing else. John Knox calling out, give me Scotland or I die. Columbus sailing across the Atlantic. Behind him lay the gray Azores, behind the gates of Hercules, before him not the ghost of shores, before him only shoreless seas. The good maid said, what must we do? If we sight naught but seas at dawn, what shall we say at break of day? And Columbus said, sail on, sail on and on. I think of George Washington. George Washington, 
that precious Christian who was a military man. And he led the armies across the frozen fields. The soldiers did not have shoes and clothing to keep them warm. George Washington kneeling in the snow, praying for God's hand on America. And then in that Continental Congress, some visitor was there and said, which one of those is General Washington? And the answer was, when they pray, he's the man that kneels. I think of the men at that Continental Congress where they were arguing and fussing and feuding and they couldn't decide how to make the Constitution. And someone arose and said, Sirs, I make a motion we dismiss to pray. And they dismissed the meeting to have a prayer meeting and they came back together and presented the greatest governmental document ever written, the Constitution of the United States. I think of Abraham Lincoln going out to Gettysburg and on a little scratch of paper saying, they will not remember what we say here, but we can never forget what these men did here. I think of the revolution, the war between the states, World War I, Pearl Harbor, Corregidor, Normandy, the Battle of the Bulge, Okinawa, Iwo Jima, Korea, Vietnam, El Salvador. Remember what they did. Remember what you did. Remember those precious investments that have been made in our lives by our mothers, our fathers, our grandparents, our brothers, our sisters, our husbands, wives, children who have now gone from us. Memory is the treasure house of the mind wherein the monuments thereof are kept and preserved. Memory is the cabinet of imagination, the treasury of reason, the registry of conscience, and the chamber of thought. Washington Irving said, there is a remembrance of the dead to which we turn even from the chores of the living. These we would not exchange for the song of pleasure or the bursts of revelry. That's the reason God said to those Israelites, this shall be a day of remembrance. The day when the death angel passed through the land. Remember it. It was called the Passover. It was called the atonement. And all through the years of Israel's history, year after year after year, they would sit down in April, that we call April, and would remember. We sit down at the Lord's table and we remember what Jesus did for us. There's another word, the word recall. Remembrance and recall are a little bit different. Remember has to do with the memory those wonderful thoughts that come surging through our hearts and earlier in the service as we stood in honor of some of our loved ones who have gone on, we remembered. But <clears throat> let's recall for a moment what made them great. Why did they make investments in our lives? What were those investments? What did they do for us? What did they say to us? What do they still say to us? Characteristics of strength loyalty, love, 
investment. But I want us to think of our Lord, Jesus Christ, who made us to sit together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. What did he do? As we recall and thank God for our Savior, Jesus who died on a cross that we might be forgiven, that we might be cleansed. He who knew no sin became the sin shame himself, the thing accursed. And he willingly died for our sins and looked to Calvary. He looked to heaven and he said, Father, forgive them for they don't know what they do. Some of us in this room can recall loved ones who have died without cause. There seems to have been no cause and there's still a mystery in our mind. Why was this one taken from us? Why did it have to happen so suddenly? Why did it have to happen so tragically? Others of us stood by and watched as someone we loved just faded and faded and faded and faded. And we found ourselves praying, Lord, it's time take this dear one. But still there's that why. Lives of great men all remind us we can make our lives sublime and departing. Leave behind us footprints in the sands of time. Footprints that perhaps another sailing o'er life's solemn main, a forlorn and shipwrecked brother, seeing may take heart again. Let's determine in our hearts that whatever the cause, whatever the reason, even though it seems reasonless to us and causeless to us and we have no way of basing a conclusion as to why and this is a mystery and we'll have to wait until we get home to heaven and say Lord you tell me why let's determine that all bitterness and all wrath and anger and clamor will be taken from our hearts and we'll be able to say like the songwriter the shadows deepen and my heart bleeds, but I will not question the way God leads. This side of heaven we know in part, I will not question a broken heart. We'll talk it over in the by and by. We'll talk it over my Lord and I. I'll ask the reasons. He'll tell me why when we've talked it over in the by and by. And last of all, I want to lay on our hearts this word redeem. I do not think we can separate from this memorial moment what Jesus came to do for us. Paul took the theme up when he said, redeem the time for the days are evil. We do not have long to do what we need to do. And beloved, we need to call America back to God. I was amazed and thankful as these military men stood on the platform this morning. And those who had made a career of it almost without exception stood here and said, America needs God. These are Christian men who gave a long slot of their time, their years, some of the greatest years of their life to protecting America, to making America great. And they came before us this morning to say, Christian friends, we need to call America back to God. The average age of the world's great civilizations has been 200 years. These nations progress through this sequence from bondage to spiritual faith, from
from spiritual faith to great courage, from courage to liberty, from liberty to abundance, from abundance to selfishness, from selfishness to complacency, from complacency to apathy, from apathy to dependence, from dependence back again to bondage. America, we observed her 200th anniversary in 1976. And those who have perceptive hearts can see the dangers we face now. This great land, home of the brave, land of the free, has legalized murder with millions of babies being aborted every year. This great land of the free and home of the brave, founded by biblical principles, blessed by God as no nation in all of history has ever been blessed, built upon principles that were dug and, and mined from the Word of God. Legally, we have said, no longer can that book be read in our public schools. No longer can we talk to the Heavenly Father in our public schools. Oh, America, oh, America, come back to God. Christian men and women, let's beseech the throne of grace day by day, hour by hour, moment by moment. God, send revival. If my people which are called by my name shall humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then will I hear from heaven and forgive their sin and I'll heal their land on this Memorial Day weekend. May there come from our hearts that appeal to redeem the time for the days are evil. May it start individually with each of us as we say, Lord, I want to commit my life to you. I want Christ to be real in my life. I put myself on the altar. I want to confess my sins. I want to humble myself before God. I want to turn from my wicked ways. And I want to seek your face. And then we'll hear from the heavens. I'll hear you. I'll forgive you. And I'll heal you. That's what America needs. But it begins by individuals. As each of us says, Lord, here's my life. I give it to thee. Let's do it today. You may be here with a vital Christ-like faith. You may be here knowing for certain that if you died today, you'd be translated to be in the presence of the Lord. Thank God for that faith. Don't ever take it for granted. Day by day, moment by moment, say, thank you, Lord, that Christ died for my sins. I'm saved. I'm God's child by faith. And my friend, if you have never put your trust in Jesus. You have never been saved. Open your heart to him now. He came into his own. That was Jesus. He was God. Come in human flesh. He came into his own and his own received him not. But to as many as received him to them gave he power to become the sons of God even to them that believe on his name. He died on the cross. He was buried. Three days later he was raised triumphantly from the grave. He is a living, radiant, reigning Savior. And he wants to live in your heart. And he says, Behold, I stand at the door and knock. 
If any man will open the door, I'll come in and sup with him and he with me. If you've never opened your heart's door to Jesus today, do it now. May we pray. Every head bowed, every eye closed for just a moment. Our Father, we're grateful for this time. Thank you for this great host of folks who have come to thank you for this nation under God. To thank you for the treasured, precious memories of those who have gone to be with the Lord. Of those who have been willing to lay down their lives for our freedom. To those who are here representing the millions of the Air Force, the Army, the Navy, the Marines, the Coast Guard. Those who have stood in the gap and made up the hedge. We thank you for them. And now, Father, as we close this hour, we pray that Jesus will be honored, that someone would step out from the crowd and would say, I want Christ as my Lord. I want to receive Jesus as my Savior. I want a personal revival in my heart. I want to be the kind of man or woman, young person, that God could trust to once again bless this nation. I want to so order my life like that. God grant it in Jesus' name. Amen. May we stand, please. Out of my bondage, sorrow, and night, Jesus, I come. May I request, please, that no one leave during the singing of this hymn. This is God's invitation. It's for you. You're here today without Jesus. The Bible says, it is appointed unto man once to die, and after this, the judgment. You leave this service today without your trust in Christ, without knowing for certain you're saved. You may, you're not promised another opportunity. You may not ever have that opportunity again. Your life may be snuffed out this afternoon. You spend eternity separated from God. I want to plead with you today to come just as you are. Just come. If you're not sure how to be saved, you're not sure how to yield your heart to Christ, if you'll come, we'd like to show you from the Bible and help you with this. Will you do it for Jesus' sake? God help you to do that. And if you're here and you remember some of the church and God wants you at Glendale, you come today. Move your letter here. If you're here and somehow there's been a, a sense in your heart that God would say, I, I want you closer to the Lord. I want you to yield more of yourself. Would you come and recommit your life to Christ and say, God, I want a personal revival in my life. I want to be what you want me to be. While we begin to sing, who will come first for the King? Would you step out for Christ as we sing this great hymn, Will You Come?